0: Ooh.
1: So, you are going be my my yes, we we have so. no oh, we're me? Right. We giving you the most Welcome to you. the She's actually the student trustee This meditation of me going up in a elation. You're the baddest singing Jack but so, your loving good like I mean, education. Run, come right see it. Yeah, pull up right to me, punch it. Uh, yeah, top the top loving here. way I have, you know me need it. Make me fight, for it, me achieve it. school like literally their school, their institution, which I won't mention, disgust them. And I feel like that's just such a common consensus um, among adolescents and people in our age group and in our generation. Even people who are younger than us. It's like school is so exhausting. Why is it so exhausting? Because I believe that the school is the second most important institution in society after the family. Because it's where we learn. It's where we learn our social skills. It's where we learn our life skills, even if um, they're not equipping us fully to, you know, grapple with, you know, financial awareness, financial stability, and you know, investing, and just other technical skills that I feel like we lack. But you know, it's where we socialize, and it's where we learn. It's where we spend most of our time from age four to about all the way up to 24. You can school follow along so um, you know I'm, I'm exhausted from school I'm not gonna lie but I'm keeping my eyes on the goals and these amazing Queens right here when I say they, they they've paved the way for not only me but for so many and I'm just really grateful that I met them and I came across them and I'm, that they'll be lifelong people who I can always reach out to For advice, for friendship, for words of inspiration, and you know, just as people who will just help me to stay sane because they are, you know, with the same exact cause as I am, which is to liberate, you know, I mean to liberate our youth and to improve social justice and to be discerning and be critically critical thinkers. And um, I really admire you guys. If I haven't said it fifteen million times, I always, I always to like start to, start. yeah, I always like to introduce my host and like give my co host and give like a, you know, precursor and it's a context mm-hmm. because you guys do deserve it, and I really appreciate you being here because it's supporting my dreams and it's supporting my, my podcast and mm-hmm. you know something that is like putting myself out there, and I really appreciate you guys', um input and your your opinions and experiences and everything. So with no further ado, um, they, they, they don't let them fool you, they're silent right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know they have a lot to say about this because Shalomia is actually um, getting her PhD right now in higher education. So she's probably the most first of all three of us. And I think I'm, I think I'm actually <laughs> not going to be commenting a lot. I think I'm actually going to be listening a lot today. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to be learning a lot I'm STEM
2: education. I'm getting my degree. And I'm not I'm, an I'm expert. I'm not an expert. I'm not You're an expert. expert. You're the closest, so I am on. not an expert, period. <laughs> we are here to learn from <laughs> Charlie <ignorance>. and <laughs> I'm not an expert. Mm. I just have some insight that may be helpful.
1: So um, <laughs> yeah. But I think, where where, where would you guys like to start? We're talking about, you know, the affordability, accessibility, and effectiveness of education. Um, We actually got to, well, I actually got to sit down with the chancellor of my school and kind of discuss a bit about the affordability and, you know, what he think, what he thought we could do as students to make college more affordable. Um, We didn't get really much feedback on what the college could do. Or the institution could do to make it more affordable for us at this point. Um, but you'll see it right there. <laughs> 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 um, what do you think about that, Armando? What do you think about the comments made by your translation? <laughs>
0: Uh, London. London. I've been waiting for you all my life. Say, may this love you may not pass me by. This can't love you, me be time. Tell my girl for the table, I go open your gates Just gotta let you come my life. I know if you let you run away this time. And I gotta let you know. What? Say, right.
1: many just because, you know, this is my podcast, I don't really want to zoom in on UMass Dartmouth issues because mm. it's going to reach more than UMass Dartmouth. Exactly. I want to ask you, as, you know, a chancellor and as a person of color mm. and as someone who I think is a leader and mm. someone who I think is someone who I want to emulate in mm. the future, mm. um, how do you think students and as well maybe faculty could make education more affordable, accessible, and effective, you know, with all the issues that we have to Almost fixed as a generation, mm-hmm. you know, we have a dying, a dying globe, a dying, you know, a dying climate. <laughs> right. We have this political turmoil. Mm-hmm. We have health crisis, as you can see, what's mm-hmm. going on in China. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much going on, and I feel like we are all anxious. We're all suffering from, you know, depression and anxiety and just social overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you think we can do as students to, you know? I guess, improve the process of educating ourselves, especially when it's not affordable, accessible, or necessarily effective?
3: You know, so if, we're, if we're looking at ways to um, impact the affordability um, um, of higher education, I would encourage students to become politically active okay. with um, their... Um, their state legislators, okay. okay? Because as a fundamental principle, from a public policy perspective, higher education, from a funding level, is no longer a public good. So what do I mean by that? So if you go back to the 1980s and you look at students who were low income, who needed money to go to school, they could generally get enough money to go to school, like 80% of it Mm -hmm. would be covered through state and federal grants, okay? And only 20% by loans, because the states were providing more money and the federal government was providing more money, um, you know, um, know, uh, was providing more money at the federal level for students to, to, uh, to go to school. So therefore, students had to borrow less. So this was the 1980s, right? Right. You fast forward to today, and um, for most students uh, who come from extremely low-income families, the federal and state grants, and grants, that's money that you do not have to pay back, right? Right. Um, That's probably only going to represent about 30 or 35%, maybe 40%. If a student is lucky uh, in terms of, co- of covering their cost of attendance. Right. So then that means that the balance of that is going to get covered by uh, loans or institutional aid. Right. Well, institutional aid is nothing more than tuition dollars. <laughs> right? right. Uh, you know, we're saying you know we're gonna discount your tuition dollars. Right. So I would encourage students to become active to become active at the state level and at the federal level with the congressmen lobbying to index Pell Grant, okay? Mm-hmm. And that is as the cost of living goes up, to increase the maximum amount of Pell Grant that is available, mm-hmm. and to lobby their legislators, mm-hmm. uh, their state representatives, uh, their state senators about the funding formula for public higher education. Mm-hmm. I mean that's really if you really want to get to the the crux of it. Okay. So when I came through school, I mean I literally graduated with fifteen hundred dollars in student loans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot, but that's not the most.
1: Inconvenient. I mean,
3: well, I mean, but, but think about fifteen hundred versus fifteen thousand right, right. or twenty thousand. Right. You you, you right. see what I'm saying? I mean, and but my Pell grant and also uh, received state grants from. The state of Michigan to go to school in Atlanta, okay? Uh, because I was a resident of Michigan, um, it covered the majority of my tuition okay. and my room and board. Okay. That's not true today, you know. And for most students today, um, if you are a resident of this state, they're not going to give you a state grant to go to school out of state. Okay, so. So become politically active. Right. Well, no, I say, and I shouldn't even say active. Become politically Politics, engaged. Yeah. That password. Politically engaged. Right. Um, you know, volunteer on campaigns. Right. Um, you know, with your local legislators right. and uh, with your congressmen and with your senators, right. and become that voice right. to help try and set policy, uh, because they're the ones who, who allocate the dollars. Right. She's cutting me off yeah, because up. it's okay, but yeah.
1: I just Thank you. Just yeah, well meeting and mm-hmm. a, I, you know absolutely. letting yeah, everything absolutely. happen. Because absolutely. It's I think it will make a big impact, mm-hmm. and it's not it's to be you know someone in a position mm-hmm. kind of like you want to empower others, and I feel empowered mm-hmm. just by being able to kind of like have my voice heard and have my flesh my idea out by being able to you know like do my is from like, podcast. This so. information for your podcast. Yeah, so this is kind of the summary of mm-hmm. what we. No, I
3: mean, so how how do like, I how do I find your podcast?
1: So my podcast is on well. I, there's a link, and I can definitely send that email. Send, send, send with the in a link. Information. Information. Yeah, because I don't have to listen
3: to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, Good to see-
1: what do you think about that, Armando? What do you think about the comments made by Archbishop, and about you know being politically active and literate? Um,
4: I think I think he's right about being politically active and literate. I feel like it's important for anyone to do it, and it's not necessarily students. I think what I paid more attention to was the fact that he thought young people and students should be doing it, and I think everyone should be doing it, including him and his colleagues or counterparts. Um, I think the way that was presented, it made it seem like students were responsible for dismantling this idea of affording education, themselves or like raising um, the state's importance on how they should financially um, support higher ed or universities or education overall, Um, given his powerful position or anybody else that he knows his powerful position, I thought that it's actually interesting that he thought we as students were the best people to do it and not him or what he could do. Um, Definitely, students have their own power and their their own strength that he can't tap into just because he's not a student, but I think there's things that he can do that students
1: can't do because he has that. That authority and that power, right? Yeah. I also, I wouldn't say that I'm very necessarily versed on this topic, I I don't think I'm the best person to talk about this. in terms of affordability, I think that it is important. It's not only because of you know prices of education going up or down. I don't think it's important to get politically active or literate because of that. I think it's just important to become politically literate because there are so many other issues that our generation is going to have to solve. If you really think about it, like if you if you actually sit down and realize that we're in twenty twenty right now, and that in the next thirty years which is 2050, our generation is going to be the one in charge. Our generation is the one who's going to have to figure out climate change and figure out the economy and figure out social injustices and issues. And I don't think that that's something to be pessimistic about. I think it's definitely something that can make you feel burdened. But I think that we should always remember that there are people who are on our side, even if they don't seem to be on our side at this point, even if we can't really see their ability at this point, but we should try to be a bit more long-sighted and not too short-sighted, because there are, you know, a lot of successful people of color um, in the United States and in the world who truly do want to make a change, just if you were a billionaire, what would you want to do? i am ninety nine point nine percent sure that most of the billionaires have equal passions and desires to you know benefit the generations that succeed them um so don't don't be worried because as long as you make the preparation, something will meet you halfway you know what i mean there you you'll have an outlet just just dream and just you know pursue your passions and Equip yourself so that when the opportunity is there, you're prepared and you can meet opportunity at that door. So I would definitely say to my generation, like, don't despair. I know that there's a lot going on. I know everything is kind of scary and it might feel worthless. But we do have a job to do as a generation. And even if it's not to see a change in our lifetime, it's for the generations to come. You know what I mean? Like... I'd hate to be corny, but like, what if Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Rosa Parks didn't do their part? Where would we be today? So um, I feel like that level of activism and awareness has kind of died out because there are not died out, but what do you think? Um, what do you say died out?
2: I just think that it's been transformed a little. We have the society's just become so modernized that we have a new way of. Being activists, I think that we're really um, trying to see and trying to figure out what it means (laughs) to be. So the lights just went out. Is this a joke? I think it's it's
1: it's okay. Let me let me try to.
2: (laughs) I said, is this a joke? I think I wouldn't say that it's that think that it's... eh.
0: Brick, BRICK PAM BRICK BRICK PAM BRICK PAM BRICK BRICK PAM BRICK BRICK PAM BRICK PAM brick, brick, BRICK When me I use me chopper phone No chatting a lot No ramp with my mother food Spanish tongue Foreign account Bang a phone Couple other phone They think they are too loud But my clocks both fast and move out On a school bus The young young I move like when you shoot gun Yeah my gun, wish part of the union Look how more at the studio High grade from a gun where the moon gone Them the you know said they East Grime if it's true enough. But represent East Side, who ya? Yeah. Federal Trade
4: Commission says Jamaican scammers are still calling on unsuspecting people in the US
1: Claiming they've won millions But of course then asking them to send a fee To release the
0: winnings Brick pump Brick Brick pump Brick Pam Brick Brick Pam Brick Brick Pam Brick Pam Brick, bam, brick, bam, brick. Brick, Pam, Brick Brick, Pam, Brick, Pam, brick. Yeah, yeah. Brick, brick Brick, Pam, Brick palm, Brick, Pam, yeah. Brick When me, I use my chopper phone No chatting lot, No ramp with my mother food One bagger account Foreign account Bang a phone Couple ladder phone You see? GG, Jamstone Bang a ton No man have one phone And a ton by return Crash road. Bang a phone Couple ladder the phone but just get tuned Money grand, mutual I know my chop, make food come There's a twist Amid crackdowns by US and Jamaican law enforcement These
4: scammers are successfully recruiting their original victims To facilitate even
0: more scams Bricks They lick big Which bank me for use now No far distance, far distanced at my town I get a rash check big like this in town Bricks Brick, bam, brick Pam, brick, pam, brick, brick, pam, brick, brick, pam, brick, pam, brick, no brick. Is you red panel? Lysa, Isai. What do you think about that,
1: Amanda? What do you think about the comments made by our chancellor and about, you know, getting politically active and literate?
4: he's right about being politically active and literate I feel like it's important or like raising um, the state's importance on how they should financially um, support higher ed or universities or education overall, Um, given his powerful position or anybody else that he knows his powerful position, I thought that it's actually interesting that he thought we as students were the best people to do it and not him or what he could do um definitely students have their own power and their their own strength that he can't tap into just because he's not a student but I think there's things that he can do that students can't do because he has that
1: that authority and that power right um I also I wouldn't say that I'm very necessarily versed on this topic I, I don't think I'm the best person to talk about this but um in terms of affordability, I think that it is important. It's not only because of, you know, prices of education going up or down. I don't think it's important to get politically active or literate because of that. I think it's just important to become politically literate because there are so many other issues that our generation is gonna have to solve if you really think about it. Like if you if you actually sit down and realise that we're in twenty twenty right now and that in the next thirty years which is 2050, our generation is going to be the one in charge. Our generation is the one who's going to have to figure out climate change and figure out the economy and figure out social injustices and issues. And I don't think that that's something to be pessimistic about. I think it's definitely something that can make you feel burdened. But I think that we should always remember that there are people who are on our side, even if they don't seem to be on our side at this point, even if we can't really see their ability at this point. But we should try to be a b- bit more long-sighted and not too short-sighted because there are, you know, s- a lot of successful people of color um, in the United States and in the world who truly do want to make a change. Just th- If you were a billionaire, what would you want to do? i am ninety nine point nine percent sure that most of the billionaires have equal passions and desires to you know benefit the generations that succeed them um so don't don't be worried because as long as you make the preparation something will meet you halfway you know what i mean there you you'll have an outlet just just dream and just you know pursue your passions and equip yourself so that when the opportunity is there you're prepared and you can meet opportunity at that door so I would definitely say to my generation like don't despair I know that there's a lot going on I know everything is kind of scary and it might feel worthless but we do have a job to do as a generation and even if it's not to see a change in our lifetime it's for the generations to come you know what I mean like I'd hate to be corny, but like, what if Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Rosa Parks didn't do their part? Where would we be today? Mm. So um, I feel like that level of activism and awareness has kind of died out because there are ha- not died out, but what do you think? Um. What do you say died out?
2: I just think that it's been transformed a little. We have the society's just become so modernized that we have a new way of being activists, okay. I think that we're really um, trying to see and trying to figure out what it means <laughs> to be technology for us, and trying to see what we can do with it and where we could go with it. It's very important. But to piggyback a little bit off of what you guys are saying in regard to the chancellor's comments, I think one thing that we really need to be like mindful is, of is where um, p- political activism is being like targeted to. Like we could be act politically active on this campus as well, and that's just as important and so like i don't want to take away from the experience and being able to make change at this university and this place so yes go to your state legislators and all that but there is a significance to doing activism on this campus to make substantial changes and then also doing that concurrently with state legislators but they can't just be one and one they have to be like hand in hand
1: okay so for the for the um for the less politically versed people like myself mm-hmm. you're saying that students should be involved in student government and in and in political lobbying and activism on campus for issues on campus so that we can be equipped to be able to address um, issues nationwide mm-hmm. and community-wide mm-hmm. and i i recently not recently a couple of years ago found out that in america when you vote you actually don't vote for the for the candidate for the presidential candidate you vote for your state representative who would fall underneath that candidate right so right 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 yeah. so for the voting election. process so in the voting process mm-hmm. there's a pri- there're the primaries right mm-hmm. and then there's Is it like a presidential election? or senator or what? <laughs> please school me
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: please school me
4: <laughs> well like okay if you're talking about representatives or senators you would vote for them just vote like you'd actually like cast a ballot for elizabeth warren or something like that but if you're talking about presidential elections it gets more complicated because i think that's where the argument comes of like did obama win or did hillary win or did trump really win or did hillary really win um because we then we talk about the popular vote we talk about the electoral college and basically i think the controversy behind that is that you don't necessarily vote for Hillary. Like, if I put a ballot in right now and I said I wanted to vote for Hillary, that number would go to the popular vote. That's what people are talking about when they say popular vote. They're saying, like, Hillary had the most amount of votes. But Electoral College is basically, I think what you're trying to say, is, like, uh, a a set of representatives within each each state. And those people, like, let's say, for example, a state, Massachusetts, had majority Trump right, um, that would go in the Electoral College. It's full of, it's not even senators. It's honestly just, like, average American people. Um, either they're renowned in terms of, like, political science or, like, they have PhDs in something or they're just, like, well-connected and networked. And it's just a <coughs> college or committee full of people who are, like, basically putting in ballots for each state. So, like, just because you voted for Hillary, but your state, majority of your state voted for Trump, your vote, your your state's vote would be Trump, not Hillary. Even though you personally voted mm-hmm. for Hillary, okay. does that make sense?
1: Okay. So, how do you cast your vote wi- to the Electoral College? You it's based on the that. state. So, in that's what you might so be talking in about. The s- so, in the state of Massachusetts, we'd vote for who would we vote for? If so, if I wanted, t- if I wanted to vote for hi- for Hillary in the state of Massachusetts in the presidential elections, how would I go about that? You would go to your precinct.
4: Your local precinct, and then vote. For, oh, sorry.
1: You vote for your um. Go to your local precinct,
4: and then vote for Hillary. You can do that. Okay. But when the when it's time to count the votes, I guess because oh. I'm gonna break it down. When it's time to count the votes, and majority of it is Trump, hmm. then the state voted Trump.
1: Well, I mean, that's how that's how votes go. But I, I know that sometimes people say like, oh, voting doesn't matter because it's rigged anyway.
4: Yeah. And I think that's like the example, because like, for example, if your state voted Trump but you voted Hillary, you feel, you like feel misrepresented. Yeah, you feel like you weren't okay. represented. Yeah. Understood.
1: And like, I just want to point out as well that I know that there are people who listen to this in the u.s and i know that we're kind of covering u.s topics right now even though there are people who might listen to this in jamaica or in ghana or in haiti Mm -hmm. um because i'm from jamaica amanda's from ghana Mm -hmm. and i I
2: guess like lineage in haiti like i was born in america but right
1: And honestly, some people I feel like might say, oh, why are you talking about American things? Because I grew up in Jamaica my whole life, went to high school in Jamaica, I came here for college. But, you know, I'm here now, and so this is where I would be more active. And I honestly do feel that as a first world country, um, anything that happens in the U.S. is going to trickle down in some way, shape, or form to third world countries or countries that, you know, the U.S., has lent money, if I'm just gonna be frank. So um, I think it's important to not only be knowledgeable of whichever island or country you might be in that's not the US, but also of what's going on in the US. And that's why I'm trying to kind of educate myself. And th- by educating myself, I'm trying to educate the listeners of this podcast because. Either way, the information is critical, and it doesn't only apply to what's happening in the U.S. Um, I know affordability is, gon- is, like, a very specific topic to the U.S.'s system and the way that it works, mm-hmm. but I definitely want to touch on, you know, areas as it relates to the European education systems. I'm not 100% sure about affordability because I know that it definitely varies based on your nationality and your citizenship. But... um I feel like even though there are different systems the basis of what we're saying is going to be the message that we're going to try to push out applies to anyone whether you're in school or not, whether you, you know, are in the U.S. or not. So, so that being said, we will move into the, you know, accessibility and effectiveness element of our conversation because affordability is not something that we can necessarily change by having a single conversation it's more of a slow change cuz you know change is always slow and at the end of the day most I, I, b- I believe that it's illegal for children not to go to school right no matter where you are it's in it's America, America. Your need, yeah. yeah um and i honestly feel like as it relates to education you don't necessarily need to be in school to be educated you're you learn in the home you learn in your community you learn when you're walking on the street you can also learn from books i mean i'm not saying that i'm not undermining the power of you know having a teacher and being in a class and all that type of stuff but i i definitely want us as a people and as a generation to broaden our perspective when it comes to education and about how we can make it more effective and um, accessible as long as we kind of see it you know what I mean because I'm a person who believes in in starting something slowly or in you know just putting out effort and by some whether you believe in God or you just believe in the universe or you believe in energy I believe that something is going to meet you halfway once you have that yearning and once you show that effort. um, And so as it relates to accessibility, I think that, would you say that education is accessible right now? No. Why?
2: (laughs) I feel like, okay, one thing from like the first comment that you made about the Twitter post that you saw, I think it ties to this question that I've been like thinking about a lot that a professor told me last semester that was like, bro, duh. Like, what is the purpose of education? Like, it seems like an obvious answer, but nobody, i not that I know of, has sat and like actually sat and said, purpose of education is this. And so I feel like if we don't have a defined purpose and we're not acting with a defined purpose, then it's like, what are you accessing to and what are you accessible to? Mm-hmm. And it already creates like this issue, again, of like an overlaying of accessibility because you don't know what you're striving for. Something's there right now with no clear purpose. And then what? It's like, what are we doing all of this for? Yeah,
1: why are we in school right now? That's what. That's what. That's, the, that's what question. we want Who to know. That's what Care Commons wants <laughs> to know. We want to figure out w- w- what are we really in school for. Okay, so in pr- prep or primary school, you're really trying to go to high school because you're socially conditioned to believe that that's the next step. Yeah. But in truth and reality, early childhood education, I believe, is like the most important years of education. Simply because that is like your foundation, and the foundation. I I, b- I believe in building a solid foundation in anything that's to be done, and so when it comes to your math, your language, um, those development years I feel like are going to shape your attitude towards work in general, mm-hmm. um, and I think that if you have a bad experience in your early childhood years with education or with teachers or with the way that you know you've learned, for example, if you're more of a creative person and you just never really seem to understand math or science, and you were not given that outlet, then you're gonna naturally have, uh, you know, a negative feeling towards education. But that's simply because you weren't given that outlet, or you weren't mm-hmm. really allowed to even discover some t- in some cases that you even had certain types of gifts and talents you know what I mean and I think that um, it's just I just it's just the way that we fit different people into one box mm-hmm. it just really bothers me and I I really hope that we can change that somehow some way um, because it's I think of I think of any classroom setting as like a zoo it's like you have different kids who I'm going to compare to animals, don't come at me, don't say that I'm, I'm mm-hmm. doing something wrong, but it's a metaphor. You have a zoo, right, in a classroom. You have an elephant, you have a giraffe, you have a fish, you have a t- zebra, you have a tiger, you have a cheetah. Mm-hmm. The fish cannot run like the cheetah. Mm-hmm. The fish cannot reach the leaves that a giraffe can reach, but everybody has to do the running test. Everybody has to do the swimming right, test. Right. Everybody has to do this test. And... Based on your score on that test, you're dumb, or you're smart, or you're in the middle. And that's just it. It stops there. And I feel like we're trying to teach kids all of these different things. This is in early childhood education specifically. We're trying to teach kids all these different things, but we're not really trying to learn from them. And I think that that's just something that's missed out. But I'll let you guys give your comments next. I'm supposed to be listening. It's okay. No, it's okay. We're, the to conversation see, we're learning. <laughs> you,
4: we learn from each other. But I think, especially with the accessibility thing, when you guys were talking, I was thinking about um, what accessibility means. And I guess for me, as accessibility exists when literally everyone can get it at any time, any place. And I feel like that's just an obvious question to answer. If you If you define it like that, it's obvious to be like no one... Not a lot of people have accessibility to education, and, like, we ourselves are even privileged to be sitting Mm -hmm. here, like, being educated in that sense because if we even think about it, water isn't accessible. If we think about Flint, um, Flint, Michigan, water itself isn't even accessible to let alone talk about education Mm. and, like, how, how accessible that is. So, like, for me, like, when you think about it like that, that that question is just, like, obvious, no. Um... I think, like, in terms of the effectiveness of it all, I think it goes back to just, like, why was education even um, created in the first place and what was defined as education by those people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I guess, like, it makes you think more about Mm -hmm. who was thought about when we were talking about education and things like that. Because I would say, like, going back to what we talked about with the chancellor, protesting, um, activism and lobbying on campus and, like, fighting for rights or things that you believe in on campus is a form of education as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not how it's perceived. Um, and I think, like, example, like, a lot of people would have responded to students who are protesting on campus as saying, oh, you should have been in class. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, their way of education. But you don't even want to realize or it's not being realized that them protesting, them activ- being activism. Mm-hmm. them... Um, standing for what they believe in is a form of education in its own because you get to learn people. You get to learn how to. Yeah, tactics, how to organize, how to. um, Lobby. Lobby, Mm -hmm. present your issue, present or articulate what you stand for. Mm -hmm. um, And to read between the lines. Mm -hmm. But it's basically like redefining it too. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with everything that was said. Uh, (laughs) I think (laughs) that, no, really, I had to think about that. Really it's smart th-
1: people over here, I'm telling you.
2: It's like, education is so, like, it's such, like, <clears throat> okay, so the thing about education is, like, when you think about it and the history of it, like, ideally it was made for, I'm going to say, like, white children, um, who worked in farms and stuff, and, like, and, and to get them integrated into labor forces and things like that.
1: Question, was this u- in the U.S. or in U.S. US and U.K.? US. I would say
2: U.S. Okay. Um, but, of course, like our institutions down. are based off of European right, ideals. Right, okay. So everything like kind of combined. But it's like, obviously, we're not in that time anymore. And even in that time frame, we were missing a bunch of identities and groups of people. Like, black kids weren't even included in that conception of education. So it's like the fact that we still have the same conception of education as we did centuries ago Preparing is the first for problem. Like you don't even know, like you're literally going off of an off of an old system. And I think Amanda's um, comment about essentially like what are we defining as education? Like students are coming in with all types of backgrounds and identities, and those are, they're educated in that sense as well. Like you're coming home from whatever identities you come from, whatever cultures your families are bringing to the table, you're educated in that sense. And those have so much, I guess, worth and potential and value that isn't cultivated in classrooms. Agreed. Why do I have to know math in this way? Why do I have to sit in Mm -hmm. a classroom in this way? Why do I have to Mm -hmm. do it in this way for me to be educated? And why are we still going off of notions of education that are so outdated, and yet we talk about how we're so modernized, but we're not.
1: Right. So I would just like to say that, I just wanted to make sure that none of you guys wanted to to say anything else. Um, But I would just like to say that um, to the – I just wanted to send a message to the people who are currently in the education system and who feel like it's not catering to them. And they're more stressed than anything else. And they're not really enjoying what they're doing. Or maybe they can't pursue their passion because their parents are so dead set on them becoming, you know, something that they really don't care about or – you know whatever the, whatever the issue is, you know what I mean. Whether it's just you know it's just you just feel overwhelmed or whatever, it is. Um, that education, I mean, you have to. I would say to first of all, you know, see yourself as a privileged person that you are, because there are children around the world who don't even have access to books, who really really have to work and beg and help around their houses or their you know you know what I mean wherever they wherever they're from um they have to they they don't have access to education like you do so i would say you know to first of all realize your privilege and then to invest in yourself and when i say to invest in yourself i mean invest in spending time with yourself and getting to know yourself and getting to love yourself because that's something that I have invested in for my own for my own self and it has been like I feel like I'm almost like a different person than I was in high school that I am now and the person who I am now is really just here for a degree I'm not gonna lie I'm an engineering major and I I'm really fighting with my major to Mm -hmm. try and graduate and get this degree but I know my purpose at least, you know what I mean and I know what I want to accomplish in my lifetime and I understand that this is just simply a stage and my degree and my formal education doesn't define me and what I'm trying to do right now is while I'm actually in while I'm actually here I'm trying to Free my mind and try to understand that there are resources available to me at the college level that I probably don't even know about. For example, these mics right here and these headphones and that camera that I'm using to record this podcast, they're all school equipment that I've rented for completely free. And I'm using it to do my podcast on the side. So that's kind of like my testimony. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That I'm an engineering major and a podcast has really little to nothing to do with engineering but speaking in the way that it's
2: conceptualized now like in the way that you understand it now but right. if it has so much to do it, with it right 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 that's right
1: <laughs> right right that right the way that the way that the, right so for example my advisor would probably um advise me to do you know an internship with a biomedical company rather than start a podcast but I'm still p- starting a podcast because that's a passion of mine that's something that I want to do and so I want everyone who's listening to this to please just understand that yeah you're in school but you are your best teacher at the end of the day and your mind needs to be liberated but you're working within a system that doesn't want you to be liberated and Honestly, I can't. I don't think that that will necessarily ever change to a, a huge extent. You know what I mean? I honestly don't. I, I, in my lifetime, at least, like I don't think that it's gonna change more or less. Or at least in my <laughs> in my in my education life, which is the next What's two years, change? right? I hope it, I hope it will, but. You know, this is this is, this is this is this is this is four hundred years of so like
2: education itself? That's what the man is asking. Like what's gonna change education the way that we do education? What okay.
1: So in, in in my in my own world, mm-hmm. um, I would love for a school to be a place where kids could learn not only I mean I t- I think that math, language, science and all those things are still important. But what about music? What about arts and crafts? Mm-hmm. What about poetry what's about you know what i mean like there are so many professions yet only a few of them are focused on by the school system what's about farming you know what i mean and what's about what's about what's about jobs that we don't even know exist yet mm-hmm. you know what i mean w- for for example it a couple years ago 100 uh, all right let's say 50 years ago i mean i don't think anybody was thinking that all right i, I I have a bad timeline. I don't want to. Mm. I don't want to have a timeline. But mm. look at the jobs that we have now. We have we have astronauts. We have mm. bioengineers. We have what else? What's what's a what's a what's a job that you couldn't that you probably wouldn't have thought of fifty years ago that exists today? AI, <laughs> artificial really intelligence, ridiculous. computer programming, social media management. Right. Like there's all of these different you know things that pop up. So it's just kind of like who knows what the future holds like we don't we we have to, i i want i would hope that kids and you know teenagers and adolescents and adults cuz i'm an adult um are being prepared for 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 jobs that you don't know exist yet and while the fundamentals are important i wish that we could correlate them you know what i mean i wish that we could relate math to music theory and that type of stuff i wish we could relate you know language to not only english but to other cultural languages like french or mm-hmm. Patwa or whatever it is swahili like i wish that we didn't think of things in such a one uh, in such a single in, a, in such a singular way but i can tell you as a fact that that social justice is expensive you know what i mean it's, mm-hmm. it's just like who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna do it you know mm-hmm. what i mean so my message is that it really starts with you it starts with your mind like just 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 try to ju- try to pretend that you can you know what i mean try mm-hmm. to pretend like the world is your oyster even if you don't believe it and the more that the more that you believe it is the more that it will become real because at the end of the day we can we can all three of us can be sitting here and looking at the camera and I see one thing, you see one thing, mm-hmm. and you see something else, you know yeah. what I mean? And so that's how I want to live my life moving forward because I know that really and truly the world is in my mind. The world isn't outside of my body, and I'm way more powerful, and my mind and my thoughts create my reality because there's so many there's so many possibilities, you know what I mean, in life. Mm-hmm. So I just hope and I would urge my listeners i'm like holding on to the mic (laughs) because i'm very serious about this but just please understand that you're trying to liberate yourself in a system that does not want you to be liberated because if you liberate yourself then the system is not gonna have any power over you or any control over you but it's all on you you know what i mean despite whatever if i ever told the listeners the obstacles i had to go through just to record this today Mm -hmm. you guys wouldn't you wouldn't believe that it's true you wouldn't believe that it's true and they're here to witness Mm -hmm. it so (laughs) so yeah it's just all perspective and i know it's hard for it to be effective right now but just don't don't box yourself in and don't think that, oh, I'm going to work at 9 to 5. I mean, nobody even wants to work at 9 to 5 anyway in our generation. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur or like, you and know, a forex trader or, you know, we all we all want to be a lot freer. And I honestly don't think that I will be living or I will be a part of a generation that even has one stream of income. We're all focused on, you know, financial freedom and, you know, financial literacy and. I don't think one stream of income is really... I think it's going to be a thing of the past in the next 10, 20 years. So don't confine yourself at all. You know what I mean? Like, take advantage of whatever opportunity and, you know, just look for it. As long as you look for it, you'll find it soon enough. And the university is honestly a hub for collaboration because there, we, we, we have all these different majors and all of that type of stuff. You know what I mean? You have a criminal... For example, I'm a bioengineering major, political science and philosophy. What was your degree? STEM education, but I have a biology degree too. Biology degree, w- and we're all sitting here together talking about education, and we can we could talk about any other yeah. different topics as well. So, and I'm gonna probably ask a graphic design major to help me to edit this podcast. Yeah. So, while you're in school, take advantage of the positives. You know what I mean? There are lots of negatives, but once you take advantage of the positives, you can pave your own way. You can create your own job. You know what I mean? Like, who knows what the future holds? So, don't despair please, because I'm trying not to... But I think one thing that I can
4: remember, I was going to say, is that um, the difference between school and education. um, When you were talking, I was thinking about, I think, Mark Twain's quote about, I never let school interrupt my education. Mm. I think that's what he said. Um, And it made me think about just, like, the difference between school and education and how
1: sorry go ahead no it's okay it's
4: okay um the difference between school and education and i think like that helps me break down because Mm -hmm. we tend to mix it together and think like school provides education or that education and school are like i don't know interchangeable in some sense but Mm -hmm. i think like school talks more about the systemic portion Mm -hmm. and like the governmental portion of it all and how like the government specifically the u.s government has you know like told its people hey you have to go to school and be there at this certain age and when you get to that school you have to know this information by this time by this place or else you are not smart enough da, 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 da. Um, versus education i feel like we still haven't really defined it and i feel like it could be from you from your sense kirsten it sounds like you're like talking about it in a liberating sense And, like, I feel like a lot of people have different definitions of what education is and its purpose. And I feel like the big part is that not only does it start with your mind, but does it also start with defining what it is? Mm -hmm. Like, what in the world is education and what is it supposed to look like? Um, And I think that would help us direct how we should make school be. Because Mm -hmm. I think school definitely is helpful in the sense that... I know for, like, in Ghana, um, you don't have to go to school. Like, you couldn't be you can be born and raised in Ghana and just never have went to school and you just learned how to cook and do the basic stuff. And
1: Nobody not calling child services on you. Yep. Nobody <laughs> not sending no police for you. <laughs> None
4: of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, there's no, like, law that tells you you have to go to school. And I think, like, Love that. th- that's that's nice, but I think also America has one up on that because um there's an opportunity To have a society that's educated in the sense of information. So, like, or at least, like, being able to have one page of what history is or what yada, yada, yada is. It's just like, what are we learning? Mm -hmm. That I think America still has not yet to uh, be revolutionary in that sense. Um, But the idea of school um, in terms of, uh, a system that mm-hmm. educates a society makes sense but what are we educating the society on i think that's the part that right. is kind of iffy and i think that's where um education and the definition of it we as a society need to figure that out and then i think you said something about uh, i'm gonna let sure have it because i forgot <laughs> i'm crying.
2: i'm so glad that you made a distinction between schooling and education yeah. I I always, like, that's, like, one of my biggest things when I got into this program about education was, like, there is a difference, and, like, being able to, like, draw the line between that difference was really important for me. And you said something, Christine, about um, school has a place, and I, like, want to challenge that just a little bit and, like, why does school have to be a specific place? oh And, like, school could be like, Period. anything <laughs> that, I, we could, we could can, like, think of schooling in a much different lens than we already do, and I think that's one of the challenges of being in a system for so long or having a system that's been here for so long is that you can, sometimes you can only see it from the worldview that you're in or the experiences that you've had. There was something else I was going to say. Oh, and secondly, I think one of the biggest things in terms of, like, especially STEM education, it's just always this agenda when it comes to accessibility for underrepresented groups, meaning Black, Latinx, Asian, uh, low-income, Indigenous peoples, mm. I'm so oh, like mm. like it could go like it could go yes. on like <laughs> yeah, like I don't wanna miss any if I miss anything, that's my apologies on me. But like the idea is just like to get them into the work field and it's like okay, but you're gonna get them in the work field to do what? The work field isn't even ready for them either. So it's like you're preparing people to go into even more traumatic spaces. Mm. The institution of education is traumatic. Mm. Then you're preparing me to go into a workforce that isn't, hasn't even addressed half of the things that you need to address or have or have not addressed. So I feel like even that discussion about, like, preparing for the workforce or doing a 9 to 5 and this and that is even more problematic because it's like you're just continuing this institution of, like, labor and trauma. abuse and trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's one of the biggest reasons why people, like, are being de- are depressed or um, anxi- anxious all the time because these institutions are crippling. Mm-hmm. They literally are killing of spirits, and that's yeah. just – You think about it anywhere you go, like, it's a a spirit killer. Mm -hmm. I got that from somebody at a conference, and I'm not going to take ownership over it. (laughs) Spirit killer, I do not.
4: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I agree with Char. I feel like I was also thinking while she was talking about how, like, I don't think people realize this is what we're trying to dismantle. Like, Mm -hmm. if you really think about it, like, we always talk about dismantle the system, dismantle the system. What system are you dismantling? Because there's so many avenues. Now, like, if we're we're just talking about racial, we're just talking about education. Like, we haven't even talked about the racial aspect. Mm. We haven't even talked about the um, poverty aspect, the financial aspect. Like, we haven't even talked about just what education means. So then it's like, look at what we have to dismantle and look how much work that requires. So, like, I just feel like, it gives a perspective of how much work is really necessary in this work and, like, how many people are ne- are needed in this work and mm-hmm. that we can't just, just us, th- us three or, like, more yeah. than three of us or five of us whatever, whatever um, can dismantle this system because it would actually require us, I guess maybe in, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. this is radical, but mm-hmm. for me it's
2: just, like, we got to start all over.
4: Period, um, but I know there's
2: people in the system. So it's, like, that's, like, one feedback I got when I, I said that one time. And I was, like, you have to just, like, take, get rid of the whole thing. Throw it away. But mm-hmm. it's, like, there's people that are in the system right now. So how can we dismantle, start over, mm-hmm. but then take care of the people that are in the system as well? Free
1: your mind and everything <laughs> will follow, won't you? No, I'm telling you. What? I had to grab the mic. <laughs> she had to. <laughs> no. All right. So you don't think. That's your theme song. So you don't. Free your mind and everything <laughs> Just a little follow, excerpt. I'm sure I'm do that.
4: that's good.
1: So. That's you don't think that it starts with freeing your own mind. You don't think that's where dismantling the system starts with but freeing your own mind. Okay,
4: the system, right? The way you try to okay free your mind, I get what you're saying and it makes sense, right? But how is the person supposed to? that The whole point of the system was that is that you don't even realize you need to free your mind in the first place, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So then, like, how are you gonna get the person? It's not free your mind. You got to get the person to realize they need to free their mind. You have, to, you have mind. to get
1: the person to realize that they're in the system first. That's the first okay. thing you have to do. You know what Harriet
2: te- said? She said, she I could have freed a thousand more, but they didn't know they were slaves. Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. We're a joke. No, we're not a joke. We're actually very serious. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, whoa. So, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. Right now, Care Comments is on movement. I, I know. That on the last episode, there were that many, that many, that many listeners. But I know it's going to grow. Because I know that what I have in my mind and the vision I have for Care Commons, as I said, current circumstances do not determine where you're going to be in the future. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to answer your question, Mm -hmm. which is how do you free people's minds who don't know they're free? Mm -hmm. You can try and try and try Mm -hmm. to take a horse. The water, and you can take that horse to the water, but if that horse won't drink, mm-hmm. that's not something you can control. And
4: mm-hmm. but I feel like that's that's the, j- that's the work, that's the job, like that's the job, that's, that's, to, that's, that's to the to question, right? Because I feel like okay,
1: to liberate those who don't want to be liberated or who don't know that they're enslaved, that's, that's but the those, work. but is that the real work, or is that, or is the work to to find the people who who realize, you know what I mean? Who don't know and who want to be liberated and what who realize it? and to walk with those people and to make that group strong, I think right? That's privileged. You think that's privilege?
4: Because I feel like whatever got you to this point was not you.
1: Explain, please. It was please. not all
4: you. So I feel like, okay, the system that we're in, if it's working, right? uh-huh. And it, we've seen that it works in a sense because we've seen people were like, oh, no, sis, like you mm-hmm. need to. So like No, I'm not
1: following anything that they say at all. This
4: system <laughs> is made so that you don't even realize. Oh, yeah, that you're in that a system. You're in the system that you need to be that liberated. There's a that out. there's way out. There's something that you need yeah. to mm-hmm. it's, It feels like this is how
1: it's supposed to be, right? So Up until this point, that's how it's been. To when does who? it change to who? When has it changed? What do you mean when has when it No, changed? no, no. I'm not saying that it changed, but I'm saying that. Up until the moment that you realize that you are exactly. in a system, then you what you said is exactly. valid. Mm-hmm.
4: So then the real work is before then, right? Because then it sounds like you're gambling, it sounds like you're hoping that oh. someone gets to a point mm-hmm. where they realize on their own mm-hmm. that they're in a system that they need to remove themselves from, right? Or no. liberate themselves from, right? But the real work is it's those individuals a way that's true to liberate those people. Even if they don't realize that they need to be liberated themselves already, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what Martin, that's what Malcolm, and that's what anybody who's radical or revolutionist has been trying to do. Have we found the answer? I don't know yet, Mm -hmm. but I think that's what they've been trying to do because it's easy, it's real easy to talk to somebody who's trying to liberate themselves. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
4: that's why we have not argued. Right? We all sitting here like, yeah. No, but I,
1: I, no, no. I feel like we're about to argue though because I have a point and it's like
2: let me fact check myself. I'm not sure if that quote was to Harriet Tubman or not. <laughs> I check. I'm not sure it, if it was, but the context <laughs> still stands. I don't know.
1: So, you said that, you know, so. there are individuals. Mm-hmm. There are individuals who don't know that they're in a system, right? Mm-hmm. But what if the system working for them? Because remember that a system works best for some people. You know, some people the system works for. So, works, if works for who though?
4: Who's the some people? Okay, but, we're, talking but
1: about we're not we're we're talking about people of color. Okay, but if someone is happy within the system, why would you want to? You know, y- like honestly, like I feel like the work to be done is for the people who cannot see their way out or who don't realize they're in a the system, but then they're like, they're they're educated and you know maybe they're trying to liberate themselves, but they don't even realize. You know what I mean? But they they. Like
4: So I don't know your life story, anybody's life story, but usually if you were trapped in the system and you somehow liberated yourself, you went to school, and maybe you discovered Malcolm X. You were walking and you went to the library and you read a book about Marcus Garvey or something like that. I feel like but that's all privilege. That,
1: is, that is privilege. But, mm-hmm. but OK, so what is the population that we're looking at now? In my mind, right, I'm thinking there's a a people who are benefiting from the system, right? The people Mm -hmm. who the system is working for and the people who the system is not working for, Mm -hmm. right? That's two different groups. Mm -hmm. Within the group of the people that the system is not working for, Mm -hmm. they're the liberated and the Mm non-liberated, right? Mm -hmm. Would I consider myself liberated? Yes, because I'm aware and I I, I feel like I'm taking the necessary steps to further liberate myself. Mm -hmm. So... Even though I might not be completely financially free, completely politically literate, completely degreed,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm walking towards it and that's my goal. So I'm going to think of myself as Mm -hmm, that, right? mm -hmm. And I'm privileged. But the people who are not liberated, are you saying that all of those people who are not liberated don't want to be liberated? Or are you saying that those people are a mix of people who want to be liberated and don't want to be liberated? Because in my opinion... I personally, if I'm walking with a message, right,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I'm carrying my message near and far, right, mm-hmm. randomly, mm-hmm. to people who might hear me or might not hear me. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like what you're saying is that the people who don't hear me and the people who don't realize that they're in the system are the people who I should work even more closely yes. with.
2: She said what? <laughs> she said I thought you were gonna say
4: no. <laughs> Yes, this is exactly what I'm saying. So, so,
1: so, what would that process entail? Like, are you th- you're saying right that there's people of color who don't even realize that they're working within a system that's not working for them? I would like to see them. You would
4: like to see them? Yes, <laughs> I mean, Ben Carson, <laughs> uh, Stacey Dash, O.J. Simpson. Simpson. Do we want to keep going? O.J. Simpson, you think he's one of them? O.J. I'm Simpson. not black. I'm O.J.
1: O.J. Simpson. Keep going. So those are the people who you think we should work with instead of trying to strengthen those who are on the path to liberation.
4: Because it's not the people, it's not their fault. It's the system working, the same system you're trying to fight, right? So the system that you're trying to fight is working against your own people, and Mm -hmm. it's working, Mm -hmm. and you just Mm leave them there Mm -hmm. to go ahead and be eaten up by the system and work with the people that just... We're lucky enough to read a Michael Max book or lucky mm. enough to cross the right person and have a conversation.
1: Okay, I, I hear that for sure because mm-hmm. I definitely believe that if you're privileged or you're becoming liberated, that must mean that you're once not liberated, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. since I had that privilege, I should be able to pass it on. Yes. But if I bring you a Malcolm X, Bo- a Malcolm X book virgin and you <laughs> no. still don't see... That you are enslaved, or if I build, if I read Malcolm um, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King's speech to you, I educate you about Rosa Parks, and I educate you about the fact that you're in a rat race right now, right? Or if I'm trying to teach you financial freedom and I explain that multiple streams of income mm-hmm. is the best way, and that you know the school system is preparing you for basically mm-hmm. industrial. Industrial life, right? And it's it's trauma. But you don't even feel that for yourself. Then what am I to do, Regent?
2: That's literally the conversation of education. You're not there. They can't access it in the way that you're giving it to them. So maybe you, like I need to change my approach. You need to change your approach. If we think about that See in our them? classrooms every day, I be looking at my professors like, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. It's like if they give up on me, what am I gonna learn? Like where am I gonna go? Mm-hmm. If you're saying that you have you have the information, the knowledge, and of course it's distributed, but you have that responsibility as all I think to mm-hmm. share it and do so in a way that's accessible. Right. If the way that you're not, if you're doing it is not working. Change your method. Change your method so that it does work. Mm. And, and that's the Right, piece of right that. and that's accessibility. So Effectiveness. That means you're not effective and you're not accessible. Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. I agree. I like you guys, you guys actually changed my mind a little bit. Wow, <laughs> I mean, a
2: little bit. I mean,
1: even, even <laughs> though, bond. even, even though, uh-huh. I mean, I, w- I kind of, I mean, that's, I guess that would be what I stand for. And I didn't even realize mm-hmm. because, I'm basically saying that okay, you don't you're not hearing my myth. That's what the system does. Yeah, and yeah. so technically, you guys just liberated me a while ago.
2: <laughs> it's a process. Liberation mm-hmm. is not one stop shop. Like you don't know, you didn't arrive at liberation today and then you set for life. And I'm not set. Except one you might go backwards a little bit, but it's it's definitely like figuring it out. And of course, with community, that's how you really get liberated. That lone wolf thing.
1: Yeah. By yourself. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you ain't gonna make it far. Yeah. <laughs>
4: you ain't over there. Yeah. And stretching that out, I feel like. Um, Oh, back to what you were saying, I think Shar was touching on it. Like, the only response I got for you is there's levels to this. Mm-hmm. You know Who, what me? I'm saying? There's levels to this. Because you were talking about, oh, like, if I give you a Malcolm X book and mm-hmm. you read it and it doesn't hit,
1: now... So that what's that I must do? I must act it out for you next, then sing a song. Shar, is approachable. Then approach take you outside and say, "Sing, grave." That's what teaching is, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Teaching yeah. is... You right. Find your yeah. way yeah. to, like... Yeah.
4: Okay, and you literally just said, you, I, I swear you, you, no, no, no. To this shit. you said this in the beginning <laughs> where you were talking, or it might be sure where you were talking about how if that person didn't do it, if the fish oh, didn't right. run as fast, oh right, yeah, that's what dumb, I right? But it's the same
2: thing.
1: Right. If they didn't process right. it the, same,
4: the way you were able right. to process it, not their they, in the
1: time they frame they that you had. I themselves. think that that our arguments a while ago did a did the best job at explaining mm-hmm. the whole challenge that we have. right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't even realize that we're asking a fish to run mm-hmm. right. or we're asking a cheetah to swim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think cheetahs can swim. Or asking an elephant so I, or a giraffe I, or, I, or I, not some non-swimming just, animal to swim, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, think, it I, think, I, think, I like think it's about I think it's about okay. this <laughs> But yeah I think as I said in the beginning, you know, we try to teach, 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 drill, drill, drill. We don't try to learn. You know what I mean? Because maybe I just need to sit down and get to know you and understand your culture. Right. And understand that, wow, as a child, you went to a Catholic church and you were christened by a nun and you Mm -hmm. learned something in a completely different cultural way and you just have done that because that's your practice and you Mm -hmm. don't understand spirituality and you might demonize certain Mm -hmm. things that, are really your culture and mm-hmm. your background and your roots. So, um, that's kind of why I am doing my podcast in this way that I'm announcing now officially, mm-hmm. um, because my goals, which I wrote down, are to educate, inspire, and it, and illuminate our comp- our community. All right, K- Kirsten, read properly. <laughs> <laughs> To educate, right? The goals Mm -hmm. are to educate, inspire, and illuminate our community of the truths and triumphs of our ancestors and their dynamic methods of coping with institutional control. So that is a part that is a learning Mm -hmm. part, right? Um, And then we would also like to explore the benefits and resourcefulness that have been birthed from the different adversities that we've faced. So as I said in the beginning, it's about learning yourself Mm -hmm. first so that you can Understand how to control your own mind and your own thoughts, and once you do that, you know you'll end up with these light li- light-minded individuals who can support you and check mm-hmm. you when you're wrong and say, "Okay, you're actually getting caught back up in the matrix mm-hmm. now." You right. know, what I mean, like what you guys just did a while ago, because I was literally not—I was mm-hmm. about like I was—I was, was about to be wrong and strong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Some really. folks be wrong and strong and stay there, so you got out <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. quick. Right. All <laughs> right, no bell, nothing <laughs> out straight. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> literally no cameras nothing (laughs) yeah and we'd like to we'd like to you know analyze our society's most pressing issues and you know we're trying to spread knowledge in the most clever way possible um you know we hope that our community will be inspired by the ideas that are expressed in order to find solutions for these problems so i might not have the solution on an episode neither might amanda Mm -hmm. neither might Mm charlemiel but We're hoping that maybe you do, or somebody who you allow to listen to might, and not necessarily, you know, this groundbreaking invention, but something that will help them in Mm -hmm. their own life, and that's kind of how we want to pave things forward. So, I personally think that, you know, it starts with you. Everything starts with you. Of course, there are going to be people who help you, um, but it starts in your mind. It starts with your ideals. It starts with a single brick, and I kind of said this already to the chancellor. But, yeah, the, you know, the brick... The brick that you have to use to start building your foundation is not going to be a brick that was sent, like, as, you know, with, like, your name crafted in it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a brick that was probably thrown at you, you know what I mean, by others or a stumbling block that you Mm -hmm. tripped over. And it was really sent to destroy you, you know what I mean? And I feel like in certain ways, the educational system and the school system is destroying and crippling and traumatizing as we Mm -hmm. go further upwards. And so we have to understand that this system itself is a brick, you know what I mean? And it's a brick that we have to use our mind to transform. And as we continue to heal ourselves and our generational trauma, um, it starts with that trauma, you know what I mean? It starts with that pain and Mm -hmm. it continues with your healing and then it comes to life with the execution of those ideas and those plans that you have. And then it continues when you give that away, you know what I mean, when you give that love and light away through service. As Shar said, you know, there's a certain responsibility that comes with any type of knowledge or any type of privilege to pay it forward. And that's really how change happens, and that's why it's slow. So I really urge and hope that you guys will, you know, free your minds and be open to receive something that wasn't meant to completely liberate you. And when you're in class, listening to your lectures or doing your homework or whatever it is, just try to understand that you have a purpose, and your goal should be to figure out what that is before anything else because that purpose will motivate you. You know what I mean? Like, for example, I remember Shar asked earlier, you know, what should education look like? Where should education be? Because it's not only a classroom thing. And I'll share one of my lifelong goals is to one day hopefully have my own school where I can, you know, implement my own ideas and my own w- ways of teaching and engaging with students in a more personal and, like, interactive way. And honestly, even though sometimes I might be in math class and, like, the question just, have like, beat me. <laughs> am I, like, how am I going to answer this? Mm-hmm. I think I have to learn this because I'm going to have to explain it one day. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my motivation and that's what keeps me going. It's kinda like this is a really messed up way of learning. Like I don't even understand what my professor is saying, but I need to learn it and I need to figure it out so that I can probably teach it in a different way or I can Mm -hmm. figure it out. You know what I mean? So that's my why, that's my own purpose that I'm sharing. And like you have one too. You just have to figure out what it is. And even though I don't know the chess moves that I'm gonna have to make to Mm -hmm. accomplish my goals I'm putting the effort forward, and I can already see like that things are growing you mm-hmm. know what, mm-hmm. what I mean the same day that you plant the seed isn't the same mm-hmm. day you're gonna eat the fruit and that's how that is you know what I mean and in my school, I dream that you know i don't I won't be confined to the classroom one day you'll have y- uh, you you have math class maybe in music and mm-hmm. you maybe visit like construction site or go outside in the garden and mm. let kids just observe and draw what they want. You know what I mean? You might be in a garden and you might have five kids. One one of them is probably going to paint a portrait of a tree or a flower and another one might write a poem about mm. what they see and another one might sit down and do something they learned in a different class mm-hmm. and that's okay. Look at what they're doing and try to place them where they, where they need to be placed and try to nurture what is coming out of them naturally and don't pressure them to you know be whatever because you'd be surprised at what happens when people are able to just follow their dreams Mm -hmm. and of course there's a part of me that is always wondering like you know as i say foundation that you lay Mm -hmm. you you use a brick that was thrown at you meant to destroy you so if you're being so nurturing where's the obstacle gonna be you know what i mean but I've come to understand and realize that they'll have their own obstacles in pursuing their purpose that they're going to have to work with Mm -hmm. and live with, but you're just trying to not have them have an obstacle within an obstacle within an obstacle. Mm -hmm. So um, I really hope that education will one day be more affordable, accessible, and effective, but right now it isn't. And one thing that I really want to do, in the near future, is do a book drive on care comments so that, you know, you can donate books of any of any type, and I can hopefully one day, you know, like, organize, like, a volunteer effort where we actually go and read to kids in Jamaica, in Ghana, in Haiti, in wherever it is. And I definitely have, you know, all these different ideas and all these plans, but, of course, execution is way more important than talking about it. And, you know, I really hope that, as a community, like we continue to grow and like I thank you guys so Mm -hmm. much for your invaluable contribution Mm -hmm. to this episode and for pulling me Mm -hmm. out the matrix really, really quickly when I was about to get lost back in it. it. But everybody got to witness it, like even me, you know, like this is my podcast and I I really was wrong and strong. (laughs) But that's that's the learning process Mm -hmm. and that's that's how maybe one day I'll be able to pull someone else out of it if they, you know, get lost in the sauce. A little bit, so um, is there anything else that you guys feel like we haven't s- I mean, of course, we will definitely be discussing education again because There's the so whole much. inspiration behind this podcast is a you know it's 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 because I've learned from you know studying and reading about. I guess community and just about wisdom. I remember there's a specific book that I've been reading called The Wise Mind um, by Emperor Haile Selassie mm. I. I don't want to not mm. add the first. But, um, you know, he speaks about the fact that there's this flow, right, in society. And it's from the family to the school to the community to the nation. And there's, there's certain roles, like, that the family plays in someone's, you know, development, and so there's going to be certain topics about family life. The first episode was family life. That was for a reason. That was on father-daughter relationships because I think that that's something that's important in a generation that glorifies, you know, cheating and being with people who might not be age appropriate and you know, you can get caught up in all these different issues that stem from your family life, because at the end of the day, that's where, that's your first institution. You know what I mean? That's where you learn your social skills. That's where you learn, that's that's where you're genetically predisposed to the way that you interact with other people. And so I feel like healing at the family level Mm -hmm. will encourage you know familiar love and self-love and then you know as a family you guys can help each other to tackle the second institution which is education and then as an educational establishment as an educational establishment Mm -hmm. I think that's a word but as an you know as a school or as a learning place or whatever it is because it doesn't have to be in a classroom setting you guys can help to tackle community you know issues mm-hmm. and then as a community because if the family is strong you you go to school strong mm-hmm. if you're coming from a from a strong home you can you can stand firmly in school and I, that's something that I, s- I firmly believe because you know kids they say that bullies are bullied at home you know what I mean they say that a lot of everything really starts in the family, and... <laughs> and exactly you look tired, girl. I'm you're off, like, I'm kicking, I'm out. Thinking. I'm hearing <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah, so... When you I know, do
4: that, then I'm about to respond
1: to what you said. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and, you know, as a, as a school, that's where I feel like we should be collaborating the most, and that's something that I've also learned from reading. You know what I mean? That's where we should collaborate the most. That's where the art majors meet the philosophers, and the engineers meet the 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 mathematicians <laughs> or the you know what I, you know what i mean that's where we, we should be at hope. we should be honestly in college with the level of research and resources that we have and you know our teachers basically all have phds we should be solving issues that are that are national you know what i mean kanye west said it he's very controversial i've spoken on kanye west before on a podcast <laughs> and uh, it got deleted but i still have the recording oh, but he said that you know, the students at MIT could solve a lot of the world's problems, and he's not wrong, because the level of technology and you know, resources that we have at the college level, like we should be doing a lot more, but we're not liberated enough to even know that we can accomplish this. And our foundation in education is probably not even strong enough to, to grapple with it. You know what I mean? We're so, we're so overwhelmed and so just stressed out and depressed because of, you know, the deadlines and this and that. We can't have, um, we can't have, um, we're just thinking about joining the workforce, but where's the workforce when the climate dies in mm. 2050 if we don't switch to renewable energy <laughs> by 2030? Plug, yeah. <laughs> Plug mass Plug mass perg. No, no, seriously. serious. no. The other day I was talking to Amanda, it's and she's like, as a black person, how am I going to fight for climate change if the police kill me. And I was like, that's some real shit. Right. So, you know, it's just like there's so many issues to tackle. And we can do it. We can change things. But it starts in your mind. You understand? It starts with me having an idea and being confident enough to share it and to build on it. And to to have my voice being heard. And, you know, even with starting this podcast. All right, I don't want to get too emotional. But Amanda, you can talk.
0: <laughs>
4: you sure? Go I'm sure you're saying.
1: No, even with starting this podcast, I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) You got right into it. (laughs) No, but... No, even with starting this podcast, I've had my... (laughs) I've had my my own fears and my own, like... People don't understand that it's hard to to, to (laughs) use your voice (laughs) in a system that wants you to be silent. And, like... I'm I'm kinda sometimes I'm afraid that, you know, people will make fun of me and say, Oh, she tapped too much, she this too much, she that too much, whatever. You <laughs> know what I mean? And that's that's yeah. really that's really the point. And it's it's just like if it's not for you, it's not for you. You know what I mean? The people who will be with me, they'll be with me, they'll take what they can, they'll not want what they don't want. And that's <laughs> fine, you know what I mean? But I feel like I just kinda if, if I don't do it and if I don't speak up on my ideals, who's gonna do it? You know what I mean? And I can I honestly I'm a strong person and I know I can take any any backlash mm. that anybody wants to throw at me. So I would rather do it than somebody who might not be as equipped. Jesus, um, peace the lights. All mm. right, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it over to Amanda one second. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, every time every time you be talking <laughs> every time you be talking,
4: I have so many responses. I wish
1: I
2: could ben, give you a pen.
4: Then I try to remember. time,
2: horror. um, care comments, um, notepad. Yeah, Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. do
1: merch very soon, you know? Wow. Like after the first season, I'm, everybody, all my it? guests will get the first people to get merch. Like I want to do journals, planners, all that type of stuff. Book. as we said, brick, pon brick. i had a discount. What does that mean? It means like brick, pon brick, like brick. Oh. there's actually a song in Jamaica. Jamaica. I'm going to put, I'm sorry, I made you guys. <laughs> we do. tried. But there's a song and it goes, break. Break, palm, break. And it basically means, you know, just start with what you have and just go on build from there. You
2: know
1: what I mean? Because the Lord will provide. Yeah, Jamaican, so. yeah. You're from, I mean, you're Ghanaian, So. She, she swore when she was in Jamaica. She swore. You
4: know, Listen, when I was in Jamaica. Was in
2: Ghana, you know? Yes.
1: Everybody was yes. like, oh my
4: God,
2: are you Jamaican?
1: You. My people. Yeah, man. Listen, I don't no, know which we, part. We got, I'm from Persephone. We got per a say. historical connection. We do. You know? I need you to too. You listen. I uh, no. don't know. I'm
2: not sure if it's Ghana though. No, I don't think it's. Rare concoction of well, a lot of places. Haiti and Jamaica, mm-hmm. Ghana
1: and Jamaica. That's, that's your listen, KT. hey. So all I know
2: is that we're taken from our motherland and dropped off somewhere. Mm. So. <laughs> so you just claim every part of Africa. Amen. Mm. That, that
1: that works too. <laughs>
2: <Tracy's>. Um.
1: <laughs> damn. We'll claim every part. You, be, you were seeing a lot of stuff
4: I wanted to challenge, but now. I really? Forgot. Yeah. I
1: thought I was being completely everything
4: i said i mean so that's, I why I said me. that's why uh-huh. i
1: said challenge that's why i said challenge
4: because you never know like maybe you could prove me strong something and right you know what do you have to say um
2: family has an institution
4: <sighs> yes actually oh, yes. that's exactly what i was that thinking wow what you to wow. um, call it so i'd like to just ask you more questions on why you think family is the exactly. first most important institution, and then how it connects from how family connects to education or school directly. Because yeah, I think you were talking about how like if you have a strong home mm-hmm. or a strong family that you have a strong education or strong school. Okay, or that was like that.
1: that was a bit of a stretch. That was to be ta- that was to be taken with a grain of salt. So, oh really? Yeah. yeah. so so, <laughs> so what I mean by that is that. You know, once you have a strong foundation to kind of fall back on, even if you're facing challenges in school, at least you'll have that support within your family, and they will be able to kind of help you through it. You know what I mean? Or no? No? You don't think so? I just think about I just feel that. like every... <laughs> 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 it's not like I disagree.
4: I <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I disagree. It's just like... I ask, I, I'm gonna ask more questions so I can understand what you're trying to say. Okay. 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 So I just think about people like Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Right? That's my guy. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be always quoting him. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't, I wouldn't <laughs> say he had a strong family if he even had one, if he would claim it himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if we look at Malcolm X before he was Malcolm X, because I just watched a play on him, Detroit Red in Boston Emerson College. Um, he was a drug dealer. Um, slept with a lot of prostitutes. Um, he tried to just get with. He just tried to survive. Honestly, okay. and
1: prostitutes was, is linked to survival. Listen, I'm but if you, if, if you look at
4: <laughs> if you look at the culture, that prostitution life was not necessarily something that was abnormal to be doing. Or sleeping with prostitutes, like okay. if if you're a twenty year old kid whose parents. Um, Your mother's uh, mental health is distraught and she's been moved to a home, and your father is dead, and now you're living with your sister in Dorchester or Roxbury, Boston. Then what are you supposed to be doing? Okay. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, so I So if you're out here selling drugs, <coughs> smoking weed. And I definitely. All that.
1: I definitely. Okay, I'm sorry. I, didn't <laughs> I thought you were done. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so if you out here doing all that,
4: I'm just like,
1: how did he get to be that Malcolm right. X and with
4: that background?
1: And I am a person who definitely will always say that, you know, each unique individual will have their different coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. So one person might actually be able to escape in the, through school from their family. You know what I mean? Like I've definitely seen that for myself. Like people who don't necessarily have the most dirty family life, they read a lot of books and they kind of like escape in their schoolwork. And that's, to me that that seems like a positive coping mechanism but i don't know their situation so i can't necessarily comment on Mm -hmm. that and i definitely think that each individual has their own different ways of coping but let me tell you why i drink i mean (laughs) why i think (laughs) why i think that Mm -hmm. and this is i'm actually gonna quote a song um uh it's a song from this part this part i'm gonna quote is canan's part because i learn a lot through music I'm, I'm a person who loves music and one day okay anyway mm-hmm. so this is a song by Kanan canan mm-hmm. Juni- damian marley and naz right and it says i drink poison the name of the song is tribes at war so the guy says right and it's a very conscious song so he says i drink poison then i vomit diamonds I gave you Mandela, black Dalai Lamas. I gave you music. You enthused in my kindness. So how dare you reduce me to Donnie? I must. Timeless in case we've never been acquainted. Flyness, who made it. It gets duplicated. Mindless violna- violence. Well, let me try to paint it. Here's the five steps in hopes to explain it, right? So now he's kind of explaining the mindless violence that happens because he's talking about the fact that, you know, people of color have given so much treasures and love to the world but in return we've only gotten you know Mm -hmm. basically killed Mm -hmm. so he says here's the five steps in hopes to explain it right one it's me and my nation against the world Mm -hmm. two me and my clan against the nation Mm -hmm. three me and my fam against the clan four me and my brother with no hesitation Go against the fam until they cave in. Now, who's left in this deadly equation? That's right. It's me against my brother. Then we point at clash and kill one another. Mm -hmm. And it talks about tribes at war. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily that, you know, in every single case, a strong family structure will lead to success in the educational Mm -hmm. sector quote-unquote, success, and I say that with, what's this called? Air brackets. Mm -hmm. But it's just that if we're all trying to dismantle this system, right, Mm -hmm. we have to organize as one. Oneness and unity does not mean uniformity, right, because diversity is actually what makes us stronger, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I think that the foundation and the basis is that as a family, We need to be not necessarily always loving, always this, but always conscious of the fact that nobody wins when the family feuds, meaning that Mm -hmm. if there are tensions, traumas, toxic traits and toxic behaviors going on within our family, Mm -hmm. it's going to trickle into every single part because we're all already dealing with, you know, community issues Mm -hmm. issues in the educational system issues in our nation issues globally so i feel like once the family is a strong unit which doesn't necessarily mean that there won't be problems you know but it means that at the end of the day there'll be there'll be love you know what i mean Mm -hmm. at the end of the day even though you guys might not agree you guys understand or you agree to disagree or you agree to show love or you agree to uh, agree to attempt to heal yourselves you know what I mean? Each mm-hmm. person in the family should honestly focus on their self first and their own self-love and their own self-worth. And Because everybody has their trauma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always say that. Even though my last episode was family do- father-daughter relationships, people might think that I hate my dad and I don't. Mm-hmm. Because we're working on our relationship, yes, but I understand that my dad has his own 40 or 45 years of life that he has lived that I've only witnessed 21 of and mm-hmm. not even fully witnessed with a wholesome perspective. And the same thing for my mother. The same thing for my grandfather. The same thing for my grandmother. Mm -hmm. Same thing for my auntie. Everybody has their life that they've lived. Everybody has their trauma that even if you might have experienced it yourself, you're not them. Mm -hmm. You don't have their emotions. You don't have their exact... You're not a clone of whoever it is you're judging or pointing fingers at. So I think it's just about, you know, we're all going to heal, but at the end of the day, we love each other. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I would hope that you know, nobody would be offended or hurt that I'm speaking my truth because my truth is my truth, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's what I mean. I don't mean that it's that, you know, there's no problems because I don't believe that there's anything with no problems in life, period. Mm-hmm. There are always going to be challenges, but it's just about how we work on them. And that's why I believe so much in self-love. Shout out to the I Love Me Too box, if any <laughs> of you guys are interested. But that's my friend, and he he just launched a self-love kit. Oh, and it has cool. um a financial planner like a USB. It comes with so many different mm-hmm. things. It mm-hmm. comes with crystals, meditation guides, like um, you know, sage, a mm-hmm. e- lots of different things, and it's really cool. So at I love me Two box, I just had to shout it out on my podcast. But yeah, you yeah, know, I I so believe in self love because it has helped me a lot, and I'll talk about that eventually in one of my you know episodes on podcast. But like. Yeah, I believe in self-love. And I think self-love is where the family starts to heal Mm -hmm. when each person in the family is able to, you know, truly love, forgive, analyze, and honestly, you know, heal themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it might not be perfect, but at least if you can support yourself, you can can lend a a helping hand to someone else. And that's really what I mean by the family is the most important structure because at the end of the day, these are the people who are... Your blood, and these are the people who. Don't get me wrong. I I think that there can you know, family can do stuff that makes you not even want them to be family anymore. And every as I said, everybody's case is different. But at least as people who will soon be starting our own families in the next at le- te- in the next ten years. I, I mean, I'm 21 years old, and I'm I'm not gonna have these dry eggs. Mm-hmm, so, definitely. I will be starting a family in the next. I would say five to ten years. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, wow. Everybody who's listening. Mommy, everybody. Wow. So yeah, I'll be starting my family. Kids, what's so up? So, Kirsten kids with a K, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think, you, I understand? think you, you answered what
4: I was asking. Um, now I have another yo, question. this girl is hard to please, you know. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I always like to want to make sure I'm, you know, fully understanding, clarifying what you cool, saying. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> when you know the hot seat again. We say family though. What do you mean by family? Are you talking about blood family? Or are you talking about uh, and w- when we're talking about the system, too, right? Mm. Are we talking about like Brothers, black people oh. as a family? Mm-hmm. Or are we talking about my mom and my dad and my mm-hmm. siblings? I
1: honestly think that it starts in your own home, whatever it might be, whether it's a singular. Singular person, fa- single home family, secular family, extended family. I think it definitely starts within your home and then it can be extended to your community and then it can be extended to your ethnicity and to your race and you know that type of stuff. But I think it definitely starts in your part, in, in yourself and then in your home and then in your community. And by community, I mean your community of people. Yeah, so that, that would be my answer. I think that's my final <laughs> answer. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay. So had you said the black community, I think I would have just left it alone. I would be like, Okay, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But you say that I said eventually. Like, no, I just feel like see, this is the there's people who didn't need that. So then I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out what is the There's necessity. people who didn't need that?
1: Yes. Who? Malcolm X. So <laughs> Whoa, oh, who didn't need but he, how many Malcolm X's are there? only one that we know of.
4: Charlie, me help me. <laughs> and I just feel like, okay, I just feel like there's, okay. I don't okay. know what she wanted to say. No, no, no. I no, don't okay. <laughs> you say what you had to say? she said i don't I don't know what <laughs> what <you want." laughs> to say. I don't know. No, okay, okay. I feel like I'm No, 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 <laughs> You can answer a question and I feel like you can stick to whatever you yeah. believe in. It's just I have questions <laughs> mm-hmm. and maybe it's more of a, okay, we I need, I need to look out for each other. It. Okay. Or is it Maybe you need to clarify more. I I
1: definitely think that it starts in your own family and it starts with yourself. And then you know if you (laughs) if you want to start in the community, then you. But how do you how do you, what, how do you, how do you establish love within a community? It has to start with yourself, and it has to start with you know if you if you can't love, you can only love someone as deeply as you as you love yourself, right? So you can only love someone as deeply as you love yourself because if to me. me you can say it so the
2: family thing but also like what do you define as home like like if you think about like if i think about like what my family talks about like community wise and family wise it was like your street or your like environment was your family like that was Mm -hmm. your home and your upbringing Mm
1: -hmm. your village
2: your village but they're not blood and they're not in your house Mm -hmm. but they're in your environment in your community okay so
1: if i try to love 13 people at once i'm gonna be depleted like, no, you're not. No, I am. I'm gonna be depleted. No, I, I really genuinely think. Oh. <laughs> but it's, you're acting like the
2: love is like coming from one source only you. The oh. love is the love is if you if you love yourself by yourself, you, they love themselves by themselves. Then it becomes a community of love. It's not like you pouring out your love only. So what are you, what are you guys asking? We're just trying to understand. <laughs> So what well do you understand? So I first asked. I so mean,
4: that I could see your connection between family and education, right? Mm-hmm. And then you broke down like what family would provide. Mm-hmm. So me asking that question, emotional like support. Whoever
1: provides you with emotional support, mm-hmm. emotion. I would say emotion, mostly emotion. Would you say that your family provides you with mostly emotional support? Would you say that that's the type of support that is primarily from family? From your definition of family. For my definition of family, I would say that your family, your family and friends. Okay, so family. When when we say family, I feel like it does start in the home space and then it expands to the street space and the neighborhood space. But you can also have people who live in a neighborhood and don't like their neighbors. You know okay. what I mean? So it's I, this so is
4: the thing. Okay,
1: wait, 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 wait. it's okay.
4: This is good. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> but it's just like okay. For me, when you say okay, from the home space expands to the street yeah. and then expands to. The it's as if everyone has a home mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm. Or what if the exp- for you expanding to the shelter is their home, yeah. right? So exactly. then, like, or expanding to wherever else the community is their home, right? right? And I think like that's why I said if you had said black community, I may have just let you um, slide. Go. I would have been mm. not any slide. I would have been like, okay, I can see what she's trying to say. Right,
1: but doesn't but like to but say isn't it like it your family okay? So, if I'm black and I have a black family, isn't my family a part of the black community? But I
4: think you're only seeing this in the perspective. This might be privilege again because I feel like you sound like you have a family, mm-hmm. so I feel like and that they may be like the base of a lot of things for you, mm-hmm. so you Definitely. may be able to see it in that way, mm-hmm. okay? But again, it's like I'm thinking about Malcolm X mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about mm-hmm. me, even mm-hmm. or like other people. Like it but, sounds foreign to us mm. because see, this that is why family isn't the base, yeah. And it honestly, you we've already witnessed at least Malcolm X is just the celebrity aspect of it all, right? And like, for you to say, like, how many Malcolm X's are there, there are a bunch, they just don't have a camera in front of their face and put it on CNN, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So then it's like How many people were able to make it or survive or get to this point of education Mm -hmm. without the family? So I guess I'm asking to see where you think family is so important that the person cannot move on and get to that Mm. point without family.
1: Oh, I definitely. Is it that important? I don't think. Or I I I definitely wouldn't say that I'd be so narrow-minded to think that a person cannot get a good education without the support of a family but so i'm just saying it for does the it really start
4: with the family then it like starts with the it's self okay i feel
1: like that's what i've been what do you mean reiterating by start with it starts with Cause i feel like i'm hearing that a lot. your knowledge of self your love of self and your desire to ascend in consciousness in knowledge in empathy
4: okay and how, how do you know you got there got where all this like you're describing this knowledge of self, this love of self, this consciousness, and all that—like, how do you know you got there, right? Because, mm. like, I guess I'm thinking about you having a conversation with someone that is stuck in the
1: system. I guess it depends on you, first of all, y- you as an individual, and it depends on how honest you're being with the progress that you feel that you've made. So, like, for example, if I was once uneducated on a certain topic and now I'm educated on a certain topic, I would definitely say that i have learned something in that capacity if i looked in the mirror before and hated my features and now i look in the mirror and i love my features and i know you know that the size of my nose and my nostrils means that you know there's more oxygen available to my brain which means that my intellectual capacity might be greater than someone who has a different type of nose and i understand the history and how you know the size of my nose or the coldness curl- of my hair was tried to use to disenfranchise and undermine me, then I'd understand that, you know, someone isn't going to fight something that isn't powerful. So coming from a place where I didn't appreciate, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I like trying to look, like look, to look to and them. see if you still follow no, what I'm saying. I'm so th- oh sorry, I do that. I so mm, okay, so for sorry. me, that's what self love has been, you know, because I, I remember growing up, I never, I really thought, oh my lips are too big, my eyes are too big, my nose is too big, um, and like I didn't really appreciate those features looking in the mirror before it it was something i might have wanted to change and now i feel like i'm in a place where i appreciate my features and i love my features and i would never want to change them and so that's how i would measure my progress and also self-love and self discovery i would say that once you become conscious of your own toxic traits and your own negativity and once you that introspective and when you're willing to you know apologize and see someone else's perspective and you're loving other people more deeply then you would you would know that you know you've you've graduated in a sense or you've graduated from the level of thinking mm-hmm. that you were once at before so that's what I mean when I say self not self-love and self-knowledge now to one person that might that that liberation process might be sparked by reading a book or learning about history or you know maybe a science a science you know blog that they read or Mm -hmm. for one person it might come in the form like for me i can speak from my experience when i cut all my hair off i used to have hair that was like very very long and i feel like as a black girl that was what people really commented on the most as a kid because as a kid my hair was this long you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and i would flap my hair and love my hair but i look in the mirror i hate my features like my Mm -hmm. nose and my lips Mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff because every time someone saw me, that would be their first thing. Mm. Your hair is so long. Your hair so pretty. And I thought that you know that was really all that there was. Not that I thought that there was all there was to me. And it's not that I didn't appreciate those compliments or anything like that. But you know I was just kind of conditioned to believe that my hair was the only beautiful feature. Mm. So for me, um, when I cut all my hair off, that that was really the that was a big Self love lesson for me because everything that I, you know, loved about myself was gone now, and I kind of had mm-hmm. to look at myself in the mirror, bald, and be like, okay, you have to find something to love about yourself. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where I guess that came from. To someone else, a big chap might just be a big chap, they have a different look, and it's not a self love journey. You know what I mean? So I think that definitely the process for each person might be different but the results and the pr- the the i guess the checkpoints are kind of the same did i answer that question <laughs> i didn't did i
4: <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> i think i think i think towards the end I was getting what cuz i gave saying. examples
1: cuz i was vulnerable
4: oh um. I think it's the, it starts with yourself that I get weary of sometimes because if it starts with yourself, but you don't know that you need to assess yourself or look at yourself, then how are you, how are you ever going to get there?
1: Hopefully someone else will. Privilege. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really the whole point. That's really the whole point of this podcast is sharing our privilege and our knowledge with you and i encourage every single person who listens to this to find a way to share whatever privilege and whatever knowledge and whatever light and love that you have within you with someone else because you never ever ever know you never know the effect that your words and your experience and your truth and your vulnerability can have on someone else and that's really the whole point that's why i believe in paying it forward because it's a it's a cycle He's actually proud of me. I love when Amanda's proud of me. No, <laughs> she I, a point. <laughs> she use the point.
2: No no, no,
1: no, 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 because I feel like you just like
4: you, you, I won you over. You, no, you reaffirmed what you were actually disagreeing with earlier today cuz you were like, "Oh, I believe in paying it forward and da, da, da But that's not what you were saying earlier. You were really talking about Sis, you were talking mm-hmm. about, "Oh, if you don't get it, I don't know what to do for you because Bye. you don't get it da, da, yeah. da, da. But now it's like paying it forward and da, 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 mm-hmm. da and like it sounds yeah, like the working only with equal or equitable way for all of us to be able to have the access to free our minds is each other, mm-hmm. right? To talk, yeah. right? And that's
1: why the university to me is so. I'm not cutting continuing. I'm just making a comment because mm-hmm. you do know, care comments. That's <laughs> good. That
2: was good. That was, good. <laughs> that was good. I can't see <laughs> nothing.
1: Um. Yeah. That's 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 why we're here. I I, so, I forgot so what I was gonna one say. More question,
4: sorry. One more question. One more question. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. That's why we're here. it makes me think about academia and like um, some comments that were made. I think Shar talks about it too, where it's like the only reason why someone would press play on care comments and touch this specific es- episode is if they are looking, looking to do this, looking right? to be
1: liberated. So I guess my question is still like, how do I reach the people who aren't liberated,
4: and that's your real crowd.
1: And that's my real crowd yes. and I know that. So how can I tell you can I actually tell you my goals for Care Commons really mm-hmm. quickly? Mm-hmm. So I actually shared this with Christina, who was my first guest. Mm-hmm. And the actual goal of Care Commons is to actually get Care Commons accessible to children in low income spaces, low income communities, and to do the book drive so that, you know, we can go out and read to them and to get our merchandise so that we can really be a community mm-hmm. and Honestly, my goal will be to mobilize those who are empowered. So we're grouping we're currently Mm -hmm. grouping the empowered and the privileged because these are the people who are listening, these are the people who are looking to be liberated. Mm -hmm. And then the goal will be to mobilize those people from whatever parts of the globe they are to be able to, you know, impart this on these people because of course, you know, the type of language even that we're using Mm because I've I've thought about this. Trust me, I've put deep thoughts into this. And even the type of language you're using, someone who's in Jamaica in the ghetto, right. in, K- in Haiti in the ghetto, or in Ghana in the ghetto, can't understand half of the words that we've said. Hmm. The, yeah. Right? So this is not, it's a process. You but know even I mean? like this idea. This is not something that someone in, the, in, in, a, in a low income place who does not have a smartphone can access. And that's something I've thought about, and that's something that I definitely want to target. But I, I've, I'm, I'm now understanding that this is a process, mm-hmm. and it's about getting like-minded people who are for this cause and who understand that this is an authentic way to really not only learn more about yourself and to enrich your own, your own heart and mind and soul. Mm-hmm based on the topics we will talk about but to also be able to pay that forward and that's what I want to launch you know what I mean I want to launch the book drive so that I can do these things f- for for no money you know mm-hmm. what I mean and send out books to wherever it is so that people can you know wear our shirts and give out our journals to kids with the, with the pencils on it like some biodegradable pencils like trust me I have I have thought this through and I definitely that's my goal Mm-hmm. But I need soldiers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And yeah. I definitely plan to. I have a lot of. I have a lot of different ideas. You know what I mean. But it's 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 a, it's it's a learning process for me because you know I'm even becoming more tech savvy. I set these mics up today all uh, by mm-hmm. myself. Period. And um, hopefully. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> I know she's just I'm trying to stop my mic the whole time. It? It's still recording. Amen. Period. Thank God. Um, yeah, so I definitely have huge goals and ambitions. I don't want this to just be, you know, another podcast, another Gary Vee, because I'm just a normal person just like everybody else. But I would love to see in the next year, you know, people wearing their care comment shirts. And it's not it's not a blog. Like, this is actually knowledge that we're sharing that people don't want people to know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The systems that are in charge that are, you know, in basically that are keeping us enslaved in in a mental way, in a mental capacity. They don't really want this information to be shared but it's it's just my responsibility. You know what I mean? I feel like it's my responsibility and, you know, I've grappled with this and really that is that is a goal to reach those people who are not liberated. And that's why I love the fact that I go to such a diverse school where I can meet people from Ghana and meet people from Haiti and meet people from Nigeria and people from Anguilla and people from places I've never, ever mm-hmm. been before. And I feel like that privilege comes with the responsibility to do care comments. Like, I remember the f- the, the day I dropped the first episode, Meat Mill came out with a song that Scott believed. And he literally said, I don't pay attention to the comments and all the mentions And I was like, oh, but I was like, I know that that's not me Mm because I I know that I'm not a blogger and I'm not putting out negativity, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like certain things will come and they'll try to swerve, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've also felt like people might be like, oh, she chat too much. Why is she she talking about this? Nobody cares. You know, I feel like Mm -hmm. people might say that, but my purpose is so much bigger. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I have real life goals that I'm trying to accomplish and I'm trying to, practice you know what i mean because i'm not i even though i might want to become a teacher one day i have other goals too you know what i mean i have i'm getting a bioengineering degree and i know that it costs money to do many of the things that i want to do and don't mm-hmm. get me wrong i want my several streams of income so mm-hmm. if you see me pop up one day as an entrepreneur out of the blue mind your business <laughs> Mind your business. yeah because i'm you know we're multifaceted now it's 2020 in 2050 Things are gonna be so much, dip- there might be flying car. you know what I mean, like, get on top of it, get get with it. Mm-hmm.
2: I, guess like the <laughs> I guess like one of the things is like, this idea of like imparting knowledge, like being careful that we're just not like thinking that we're the knowledge holders, but also like the communities that we want to go into, the low income areas, or ha- um, Haiti, Jamaica, from learn from them as well, and like what they're bringing to the table. And like I'm noticing a trend with the way that you talk about, like you talked about school has a place, and you talked about family and house has a place, and so it's like as if those things are stagnant or positions or specific mm. locations when they can be like mobilized. mobilized and can you can you spread. give like an example or like a I guess like yeah. idea or something? Because I guess I, I, I,
1: I'm trying to follow you.
2: I guess like the idea of like a home. Like a home doesn't have to right, be where okay. you sit your bed at home. Right. It could be the community or the streets it could be or the a school. It doesn't have to yeah. be this institution. This concrete be us between these this four could walls be yeah. that could be our home that exactly could be
1: our best support system so a person yeah like if there's so many things that definitely expanding that yeah thank you for that <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Points of information and that improvement because it's true you know what i mean not everybody's situation is the same and sometimes we're blinded by our own circumstances and our own privilege and we're all privileged in some way shape or form mm-hmm. so just be grateful and just keep dreaming because you can achieve so much more there's there's no such thing as one job title like Mm -hmm. I would not be raising my kids right now if I were a parent. I would not be raising my kids to think that they're going to be one thing because you're going to be many things. Well, Mm -hmm. if you want to, but Mm -hmm. I (laughs) would want you to. You know, I I would want to expose you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of things is is exposure. It's not it's not necessarily it's not necessarily drilling into people. It's just because sometimes people just need to be exposed to things. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need to you need to try it out to see if you like it and that's something that i would definitely want to integrate and i'm so glad that i've you know spoken to and networked with people who i know are on the same path as i am who have the same mission as i do like even in my first episode people have you know shown a lot of love and a a deep interest in my podcast and i'm so grateful so so grateful because Mm -hmm. as i said the topics are gonna be um organized in in different um Groups, which is family, education, community, and maybe nation if needed. Um, and I'm just gonna keep going in mm-hmm. those topics. You know, see one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And you know, just thank you guys for your support and thank you guys for your input. Thank, thank you, you for, for you know r- for just being independent thinkers, and I really mean it because you I know I love I love bad. yeah I love the I love that we've been able to. You know disagree and mm-hmm. then you know reason yeah and i think that that's what care comments is about it should be really be called care reasons not care comments because mm-hmm. it's a lot more than a comment you know what mm-hmm. i mean and thank you guys like well really for you. just like being authentic and like being on this platform and i really hope that we can talk about education from a different angle one day Definitely. or anything else from a different angle whether it's climate change or whether it's um, you know the job, the workforce, or mm. whether it's what is family. I think that's yeah. something that Amanda would love to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, or both of you. You know mm. what I mean? Because even me, guys, like I can't wait to get the shirts and the merch and the hats and the journals. I I love journaling, so I will definitely be giving out journals and pens with Care Comments logos very soon. Um, but until then, kudos. Yeah, you already know what it is. Oh wait, um, well, well e, sorry. I kind of wanted you guys to say your own piece <gasps> as well. Oh, if uh, you wanted to have like a little exit piece, you know, if you wanted to say, um, you know, big up to anybody or anything like that. Big up to anybody, I don't know, but anybody <laughs> like that.
4: Um, but yeah, I really appreciate um, you inviting me to this podcast and being a part of this futuristically speaking, I could see this, you know, blowing up, and then you know, I'm just, I'm just really proud to be a part of, one of like, the, the first yeah, the beginning stages of this all and to be able to try this whole thing out, kind of feels cool, it's kind of nice um, but also to be able to, like, think, because I feel like mm-hmm. um, I pride myself on being a thinker, but definitely brought comments or discussions, that I'm like, mm, let me think more about it, and I love that because it allows me to go back and like think more about it, read more about it, or whatever it is. Um, so I definitely think that in the future I'd love to come back for another Cure Comments. Come back with a episode <laughs> Period. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it.
1: I'd just like to say both of you are more than welcome to be on any episode, any time, <laughs> anywhere. Don't over welcome me. No, I'm, not, gonna ov- I'm totally. not over welcoming you. We're not ready to leave yet. <laughs> but but no, thank you for being here. Really. Yes, I
2: agree with those sentiments by
1: Amanda and <laughs> Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks DJ so much DJ. for. Hi-
2: All right, <laughs> <laughs> come on. I'm very thankful for being able to like talk about this topic because it's something that's very near and dear to my heart. I like to shout out Frederick Douglass Unity House at mm. UMass Dartmouth because that was hey, my education. System. That's hey, why hey. I got my schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a place, but it can, It was um, mobilized in many places. We got many trips, mm-hmm. but we need funding. Um, <laughs> and yeah, thank Definitely. you so much. I'm excited for the future of this podcast, and I'd love to come back. So if you said that, welcome, girl.
4: Period. Oh, and shout out to, um, yeah, Frederick Douglass okay. Union House, Laysall Hall, Period. Nicole Williams. Nicole Williams. <laughs> Donna Moore. Oh, Donna Moore. Um, House of Deliberations. Yes, absolutely. Um, I was about to think that. BSU speak. Black
2: Student Union
1: speak. How can we forget S P E A K? How? Spell it out. I have my hat. Speak. Go ahead, founder.
2: Stimulating, practical, engaging audiences knowledgeably. Period.
1: Whoa. Say that again. Thank you.
2: Stimulating, practical, engaging audiences knowledgeably. Co-founder. Speak.
4: You already know. Um. And shout out to every single multicultural org on the University of Massachusetts Dartmouth campus because. You are the foundation of this university. Amen. Hallelujah.
2: And we
1: see you. Period. And I just want to say, even if care comments doesn't blow up, um, I appreciate the love. And yeah, we don't talk blow. like that. It will blow Optimism. up. Optimism. We do it for the love, but we the know, we know, we know, we mm. know it's gonna blow up. You know what we are yeah, 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 just are yeah, to stay humble. You feel me? Period. But um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your energy. Um, I'm so grateful to be able to release this and thank you guys for listening and thank you for everything that you're going to do in the future that i don't even know yet thank you for freeing Mm -hmm. your mind i'm gonna thank you for that in advance because it needs to be done every single person even me so um peace happy editing yeah happy editing